Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. And I am Carson. And we've been on a little break. Uh, There was nothing to watch a few weeks ago. There was Father's Day, so we spent some time with family. Uh, Which is the theme. (laughs) The theme of today. I said that and I like cringed internally. Right as I said that, I was like, "Eh, I didn't mean it to come off that way. But yeah, it's it's almost a perfect segue to talk about Fast 9 where everything is always about family. I mean, could you imagine a franchise ruining such a word as family? <laughs> yeah. It's just a, it's a, a word that's been generationally positive, then it comes to Vin Diesel. And yeah. now every time you hear it, there's a, there's just a, you know, before, like, ah. And yeah. then you, get and then the you hear that little meme. music that they play during the barbecue every single time in every movie. <laughs> God, I mean, yeah. If there if there is something to say about Fast Nine, is that it's ruined almost everything that it touches. Like, I mean, maybe not car movies, like car racing movies, because when it actually was a car racing movie, I don't think it was. It was like that's what its intention was. But as it started to bleed into other genres, whether that become heist movies or spy movies, it's just leaving trash in its wake everywhere it goes. It just continues to evolve. Yeah, so clearly everybody knows where we stand right now on on Fast Nine. <laughs> Although I think it's a little bit more complicated than than that because it's not. I don't know how I feel about these movies. Like I know I don't like them, but they're not. They don't reach to that so bad that it's funny kind of thing. I laugh at them. I I definitely one hundred percent laugh at them, and I don't enjoy them. But we're not talking. Uh, Miami Connection. We're not talking The Room. I mean, they're not there. You know what I'm saying? They're in this really weird spot where they make tons and tons of money. People go watch them. And I'm not sure people laugh at them or with them or enjoy them. I don't... This movie's a riddle to me. This franchise, I should say. Yeah, and it, it it's definitely an anomaly of... One, over the top doesn't describe what this movie is. Right. You know, and... There's just not a word for it because how do you go over over the top? You know, <laughs> right. like, like like I think it's been it's been used, but you, you can't really encapsulate what this movie is. But also the, the franchise, it, it there, again, like you said, there's there's no words. We, we've gone to if you watch them in order, like within a a, a, a couple weeks. The evolution of these characters just doesn't make sense. No, none, <laughs> and they don't care. And then and they don't care, and then that's part of it. And and the fact that they take it themselves so seriously, but then also not at the same time, is just a contradiction entirely uh, within it itself. Like Vin Diesel thinks this is the best movie ever made when he's <laughs> yeah. on screen. Yeah. Yet, yet there are things that happen in this movie that, like, how can you read this and still feel like you're acting seriously? Right. Well, and then you have a moment in this movie where Tyrese sort of pokes fun at the genre, at the franchise itself, and I wasn't quite sure how to 
interpret that? Like, is it more tongue in cheek? Is it just trying to be funny? I mean, surely there's some self-awareness happening there. I don't think you can write that part without. It's like, he's the only one that's like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Like he's, he's in on the joke, I guess. Cause that's right. the only place his character fits uh-huh. is, is making fun of what's going around around him. But everybody else is like in it. Like this is serious. Right. You know, but, but he's in this other world that's, that's more our reality, I guess. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. But that that's the funniest thing about Vin is that he plays the role as though he's winning an Oscar. Right. He thinks and I don't know that's Oscar. what he really thinks. I'm sure it's not what he thinks. But I'm sure part of it's just the character, too, that Dominic Toretto is written in a way that nothing ever bothers him. And he's the ultimate badass. I mean, the guy travels to Brazil. He's known by name. He's got connections in Germany, all because he was a street racer in LA, like back when this first started. <laughs> and I, uh, okay. So well, hold I, on. I, but you, you, you mentioned it. Is it so bad? It's funny. This was funny to me. Yes. So like Miami connection is, is bad. You know, you, you know, razor sharp back of it. You throw a grenade right. and the guy's boots are still there and it's smoking. You right. know, uh, like that's so bad that they thought that was a good idea. They're trying to make a good movie and it's really bad. This is, this is still funny to me of how ridiculous it is. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. There's like a fine line between like B grade, terribly assembled, whatever. And then this, which is probably $800 million budget or something like that. Like I haven't looked it up, but it's going to be obscene how much right. money they True. spent on this movie. So it's not like it's low budget. It's certainly not well acted, but it's not it's not brutally awful acted. It's not great. Like it just sits in this weird zone where I almost have no comparison to it. Like I tried to think of movies that I openly like that I know are not, you know, quote unquote good. And none of them reached the levels of stupidity of this movie. So I, I was thinking movies like Top Gun, Point Break. Uh, I just had something else in my head uh, that I lost. Uh, shoot, what was it? It was, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. But there are movies like that that I like. Oh, Roadhouse. I, I know it's not a good movie. I will never look anybody square in the eye and say Roadhouse is a good movie. I will look them square in the eye and tell them that I think it's one of my favorite movies and it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. But what I can't piece together, especially from a uh, preview, pre-screen audience feel that we got, because we saw it on Tuesday night and it didn't release until Thursday, right? Uh, I have no bearings for what people actually think about this franchise. Do they like it ironically? Do they actually like it? Do they think it's a good action movie? Do they think Vin Diesel's really awesome? Uh, I'm so lost. I feel like as a movie person, even I'm out of my element when I watch this because I just don't know what people are really thinking when they see this. Well, in in our experience, we saw it with a crowd that by the end of this runtime realized how ridiculous and, and stupid it was. Yeah. Because that, but then they got into it and were cheering for the the stupidity of it. Yeah. Like like it was. Oh my god, that's so unbelievably stupid. That now we're like, yes, go Vin, you know, yeah. and like they pulled us into this this weird world where now now we're just accepting this as as what we we want. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not what we want, but now, but it took 
it took a good hour and a half of the runtime to pull people into their world. Right. And realize this is what we're getting now. I, I do think some of the ironic laughter was coming from a lot of the press row. So I don't know how much people, uh, like the general audience that was there, was laughing at the movie. Uh, I couldn't quite pick up on that because I, I know a lot of the laughter was coming from, like, especially there's a few Cena scenes and a few Cena cuts that got laughs that were in no way intended to get laughs from audience. And I think that came from press folk. Well, the, the zoom in on his eyes when he's, yeah. you know, upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, and then cut to or, when he's older and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. That one hit pretty well for everybody. And they, they had him dressed like a complete geeb too. But I guess that's, I mean, that's not uncommon for this. But before we start, I believe you owe an apology to the trailer guy in this movie before. Why? Because you've bashed a certain scene in in this movie that wasn't. Oh yeah. What you thought so. You you need. Well, to, can I? Can I, I accountability. I don't know we, can we accountability talk about this? And here. I don't want to ruin it for somebody. Well, but you ruined it for somebody already in our previous episodes of what you thought was happening, and that is not the case. Well, right, but just because I think it's going to happen, like if I say what does or does not happen, I mean, that's technically a spoiler. You have led listeners to believe that Vin Diesel catches a car in the trailer. Yeah, and that's exactly what it looks like. And not only was it not even Vin Diesel. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I think they intentionally cut it like that. And then, okay, I, I... how do we want to do this? Because I, I don't want to ruin things for anybody. Are we? Are we? Are we going to talk some spoilers? Are we? Because I don't. We're, we're not. We're not going to talk spoilers. But I feel like you need to apologize because he didn't, and that was your sticking point. A Vin Diesel catches a car right. in this trailer, and I know. Is not but what I, I want to dissect everything around this, but I don't think I can do it without spoilers. So let, let's let's circle okay. back around to this in spoilers. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I guess too. I mean, I'm assuming everybody knows we're talking about Fast Nine. I don't really need to read the plot. Justin Lin's directing it. Is about can the you say? Uh, can, can you please read the, read the story? Oh, yeah. I mean, no. Th- this one's so <clears throat> disappointing because it's exactly what you would think it is. It just says Dominic Toretto, Toretto and his crew battle the most skilled assassin and high performance driver they've ever encountered. His forsaken brother. We knew that from the trailer. So they didn't elaborate. It, it didn't. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lin, who did. Uh, three, four, five, and six in this franchise, and I guess took a break in seven and eight, and now is back for nine, ten, and whatever else is going on. And then I'm trying to think of the cast. I mean, it's everybody you thought: Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese, Ludacris, Natalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones, John Cena, Charlize Theron, Sung Kang, Helen Mirren, Kurt Russell, Lucas Black. Yeah. Did this feel like an end game to you? Of let's try to bring it all together um everybody it, from the past it certainly did i mean well but who uh, they only really brought back the couple people that were missing from tokyo drift right everybody else has already been in this franchise and nobody i mean but they also were missing the rock he's not here they uh i mean again if we're talking about characters appearing or reappearing are, are we in spoiler territory or no we, we are not in spoiler territory Okay, so there's some people we probably shouldn't talk about whether they did okay. or did not come back. But I mean, for the most part, you know, I don't think I'm going to upset anybody by saying that you know Lucas Black, which we just named in the cast, and and Bow Wow are back from Tokyo Drift. Like that. Okay, fine. Like that's not a big deal. But I yes, to your point, I think eventually everybody will come back. Nobody is dead in the Fast franchise. No. Can uh, 
Can I mention a small comment on Lucas Black? Yes. The star of Tokyo Drift. Uh huh. He looks to me in this movie like a young, old Clint Eastwood. Oh, I don't think I got that at all. Like every facial expression that he did was old Clint Eastwood, but younger. Yeah. I, everything. And I'm, now his voice, absolutely not in his accent. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but his face, but he looks like, he looks like he's old, but I know he's, he's literally our age. Yeah. Um, and he looks terrible, but his how face. Would it, how would it feel to be him? Like you were the star of that movie and nobody cares about you. Everybody cares about Han. <laughs> like that's the guy everybody <laughs> wants to see like damn it where's Han nobody ever in these like past 10 whatever years said man where's Lucas Black at when's he gonna come back it was like what'd you do but we saw Han in other movies they just didn't bring him back no I know I think it's just funny though that like Han's the one that continued this thing on in the yeah. past like <laughs> but, but poor Lucas Black nah not happening bud yeah we, we don't need you yeah yeah I mean overall I, I felt like exactly what we've been saying, which is that this movie it, it, it kind of boggles the mind. It the the writing process for this, the assembly process, everything about it is just ratcheted up to twenty, and they don't care. They simply put, nobody making this movie cares about cohesiveness to earlier movies, cohesiveness in this movie, grounding anything in reality. It just does what it wants. And there's a certain level of respect I have for that, which is, you know, this is what you want to do. You want to make this franchise be like this? All right. I mean, you certainly did it. And it's going to make a billion dollars because for some reason, people will see it. I mean, I kind of, I, I openly admit, I will probably go see Fast 10 because now I'm just genuinely curious. How are you going to one up this? Right. And which, which is the, which is the problem is they keep trying <laughs> yes. to. Yes. And so, and we saw this movie together. This is one of the first ones that we've seen in a long time together. So we uh -huh. got, you know, real time reactions to every scene. And then we got a little debrief on the way home. So uh -huh. we got to, to spew a lot of our feelings. But one of the things that we, we talked about was in the writer's room, someone said, well, what if we, and then somebody interrupted and said, yes, before they even <laughs> finished or heard the idea. Yes, do it. And then that's, that's this movie. Well, how about this? Yes. And they didn't even hear the idea or how it could be brought into this movie. They just accepted and we're going to do it, throw it in the movie. Deal. And the answer yeah. was never no. Or how? No. The, the, rebuttals, the, objections were not allowed. Yeah. Not, not allowed. There's no how or why. Uh, there's just yes. Yes, yeah. do it. Put it in the movie. Film it that had to take less than a day to write. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me because it's not like any of the plot or dialogue is convoluted or anything like that. And if you're going to answer every question with an uh, with an answer that cannot be overruled or objected, I mean, where's there's no whiteboarding? It's just let's get it down on paper and let's go. Yeah, the, there's like if you try to have a how did Interstellar work, you know, type of breakdown of this movie, it's gonna it's gonna break you. Yeah. Because because they didn't think that hard about it, no. and so there there are no answers into this, <laughs> no. and so it's it, it could truly break a person trying to figure and put all these things together. How did that happen, and why did that happen? There's yep. there, there's no answers. There are no answers. No, but and it's exactly like it's exactly like the first. Let's see, probably starting at five, right? Like there's definitely 
fast and furious patterns that emerge starting at five. Because five to me, if I remember right, I think four is where they really went away from street racing. And I don't even know if it was a heist movie then. It was just more of like a action, an action movie. Five was definitely a heist movie. And I don't remember about six, but at some point it starts to shift. But the, even the shifts from like heist movie or racing movie to heist to spy movie, there's just patterns that exist in Fast and the Furious about family and somebody dying but coming back and uh, somehow being sent on a mission and Dom always having the answers at the right time to questions that are needed and all that kind of stuff. And this movie fits in that same thing. So it's not like you're... If you've seen Hobbs and Shaw in 8 and 7 and 6, you're not going to think that this movie is drastically different. It's right in line with all those movies. It just... Somebody keeps pushing the limits here. And this got pushed to a limit where I have no idea where they go after this. And if they try to scale it back, it's going to feel like a like a real hard reset at some point. If somebody tries to reground this franchise in There's some no kind way. of reality... Nor should it, you. No, I don't, I don't see how you can. So... You mentioned Vin always has the answer, but the answer is always the same. So I yes. mean, that's an easy one. Why? Yeah. Be- because because family, you know. Well, yeah. Or I know and, a guy. Uh, yeah, he, I know he's a, a guy. Somebody always asks the question. I think it's usually Ludacris or Tyrese. Usually, it's like Ludacris saying something like, "We're gonna need X, Y, and Z," and Tyrese like, "Oh man, how are we gonna do that?" And Vin's like, "I got a guy." <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Like in this Cut one, this, he's like, yeah. I, I know some guys in Germany who can help us. Like, what? why Germany? What are we talking about? Like, yeah, it makes no sense. I, I love I love the globetrotting of, you know, oh, check out this lead. You fly to Tokyo. Yeah. You know, we're going to go to London and then uh, maybe back down to South America. It's like, what? Here's, oh, okay, we'll go follow up this lead. Like, what is going on? Why yeah. are we just firing across across the globe? And have all these connections and just, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go walk around Tokyo and see what I can dig up. Right. Like, what? <laughs> How much would you love to go back to, like, 2001 when the first Fast and Furious was coming out and show everybody involved what this would become? Like, 20 years later, you're going to be on the ninth movie of this, and here's the script. Please just read this. <laughs> if I had a time machine, that might be one of the things I would do. This is going to blow your mind where this ends up. Yeah, just because there's no evolution. Because even if you add Hobbs and Shaw in this, um, you just named all the you know, the street racing to the action to the spy movie to the heist mm-hmm. movie. You know, uh, we even had superhero movie. You know, we're adding genetics and yeah. you know, enhanced strength, and then we see Vin all of a sudden can now do things that he's never been able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, he's super powered. Yep, um, but it's. There's very few genres we haven't touched, and I think horror is the only one that we've avoided so far, which yeah. it, it may come in the, in a version of the next one based on what we've teased so yeah. far. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. But uh but that's that's where this like what what haven't we done yet? Well, you know, you've done comedy throughout. We we've touched every we try to do drama, we try to do romance. Yeah. You know, get it all in there. And we just haven't done horror yet. Let's let's get a good horror. Which is funny because uh Tim. James Wan did at least seven. Maybe he uh, and F, F. Gary Gray did eight, but seven was James Wan, who's done a lot of horror movies. The guy, I mean, he did Aquaman too, but he, he he has a horror background. I forget which ones he did, but it wasn't ready yet. At seven, <laughs> it wasn't not they, at seven. They, were, they they weren't ready yet. Yeah, jeez, yeah. I, I think um, I think it would be great to see 
those audience reaction shots. So what what they should be doing for Fast Nine is setting up cameras in the theaters to get everybody's reactions because I think they're going to be hilarious. I, I don't know if you'd use them for marketing or what, but it's definitely. I mean, I know like you and I have been known to throw our hands up a few times in movies. Like what just happened? You know, we're confused. We, we both kind of realize what's going on. I had a couple times where I came up out of my seat in this movie, like not jumped up, but like just kind of leaned forward and put my hands in my head. Like, Oh my God, they actually just did this. It, it's that kind of movie where you are. It's almost like somebody sucker punches you with the fact that they try to do some of the stuff that they're doing. And it, I feel like you you're shaking your head in disbelief the entire runtime. Yeah. You just you're like, "Wow." Like, really? Like that. Yep. When you fall 8 stories off a building, moving a car to catch them is not a soft landing. That's not no. like a pillow or an airbag. You don't catch people with cars and it's like, "Oh, good. I'm glad you were there." That impact still <laughs> would murder somebody and that's their solution on not just one, but like eight different times in this movie Yep, of just catch them with a car and that like again and again, you see them flying through the air and Nope, I'm just going to knock a car in their way and they'll be safe. Like that. Yep. It, <laughs> I don't know the, what to think. The this. rules of physics, the laws of physics in the fast universe say that, um, if you, are in a vehicle, you cannot die. Essentially, yeah. If you are, yeah, on in a vehicle, you, you will not die. And I mean that even applies to to Han. I like I like your your head here. Um, <laughs> I feel like you can you can apply this as long as you're in contact with with one of the vehicles, then you you don't die. Yep. It's just, and I think it's hilarious mm-hmm. too how they still work in cars to everything. There's really no need at this point, right? They don't fast. need to. If they are you trying to, to be get fast to, somehow, if they're trying to get to a crashed helicopter in the jungles of South America or crashed airplane, they don't fly in on helicopters or parachute in or whatever. They drive motorcycles and sports cars mm-hmm. through the jungle to try and get there. We don't even know how they got to the jungle. No, they have a break. Okay, we're getting into spoilers, but the opening scene, they have a breakdown of this place is surrounded by military. How are we going to get in? Well, we got got a plan. That's what we do. And then just shows them driving there. Yeah. Like, yep. wait, you you drove directly there, and it just it just cuts to this their little convoy of cars that they do in every movie. Uh huh. And and then we just pull right up. Like, wait, you just said this whole thing is surrounded by <laughs> by armies and and there's no way in. You just drive yeah. there somehow from where were they? Were they in LA? I and assume they, they're somewhere in California. That location unknown. Location unknown, then just go to South America with all of yeah. their vehicles because uh-huh. we have that ability now. Well, they're they're basically in the CIA now, so they have access to everything. They don't want Are to live they? that life anymore, but they're a little outside because Mr. Nobody's in the CIA, right? Uh, something like that, yeah. And he doesn't trust anybody in the CIA. He only <laughs> trusts Dom and his family. This movie, this franchise is so <laughs> stupid. Um, okay, so I think we've kind of beat around the bush yeah. enough with what we're at. Um, I, I've said all my feelings. I rated it a two because, again, for me to go below a two, it's got to hit some level of like just bad 
quality filmmaking. And I would hope you wouldn't get that with whatever their budget was here. And they didn't. I mean, some of the effects are hit and miss, you know, whatever. But it, it's still a Hollywood movie. It's just stupid. So I'm at a two. I mean, I'm I'm at a two also. But you're right. I mean, it's not effects driven. It's just continuity and ridiculousness that right. that's just it people will enjoy it if they just don't care yep. i mean so i mean all for for my brain i want things to make sense and that is not what you get when you when you buy that ticket like that's if you go to fast any of the fast movies making sense is not what you are looking right. for going in and so that's hard for me <laughs> yeah. um but like you said, just the over the topness doesn't doesn't describe what this is. No. And when they keep pushing the envelope, like there there's that envelope has been busted wide open. Yep. And and I'm I'm just not there yet, so I'm still out of two. I yep, I'm with you. All right. You wanna go to spoilers? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Okay, so the owning up that I have to do. The reason why I wanted to talk about this in spoilers. First off, I think they intentionally did this. I think they intentionally cut the trailer to make it look like it was Dom catching a car that was flipping up to him, right? So there's that. Then... If you've seen the movie and you're in spoilers now, you know that there's a whole entire middle section of the movie with stunts and action scenes and plot built around magnets. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, perfect. This is how they're going to do it. Dom's actually going to have magnets on his body. He's going to have those super magnets or whatever. So it's going to be him catching the car, but the way that they're, but you know, not to say that they wouldn't actually have Dom catch a car at this point. I'm not ruling that out, but if they were going to try and have it be somewhat explainable, I thought for sure the magnets, this is it, right? This is going to be the way this goes down. And then, yeah, come to find out it's not Dom and the guy doesn't catch a car. He just gets squashed by a car. So I'm surprised that that's the one area of the movie that I actually thought them to go bigger and better and more way out there. And they actually pulled the reins back and was like, that's just a dude getting squashed by a car. So uh, I think they actually missed an opportunity there. I mean, at this point, like I've said, you're ratcheted up to 20. If everybody, yeah. I would have gone back in in post-production and changed that scene and be like, let's get Dom on that car. Everybody thinks that's Dom catching a car. Why didn't we do that? Let's, let's, let's go fix this. Well, see, the problem is that to, in order to fashion magnets to him, you would have to put things on his arms when he <laughs> dislikes yeah. sleeves so much that that wouldn't fly. True. So Dom, Dom said no. But can I you make think, a chest magnet, maybe? I think you could get Vin to buy off on covering up his arms if he's catching a car. I mean, it's it's a it's a trade-off here, Vin. Like, come on now. I know we got to cover up those arms, buddy, but we're going to let you catch a car. Like, what do you want to do here? So we're going we're to stay on, on Vin because he and The Rock have in their contract that they cannot lose a fight. Right. Like, that, that was Vin's contract, and The Rock matched it when he showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... They have, like, Vin's sister, I guess. This is reportedly, I don't know if it's accurate, but counts the punches thrown uh, when they're on set to make sure that they're even. Uh, Like, that's the ridiculousness that we're dealing with, right? 
And so you have Hobbs and Shaw with The Rock holding the cars together, holding mm-hmm. the car in a helicopter, um, showing, obviously, The Rock's feats of strength. Right. I feel like that's where we got this scene with Vin Diesel pulling down <laughs> these concrete ceiling yeah. you know, onto these guys. Like I feel like that, how do I show how strong I am? I need yeah. something like that. Give me these chains and I'll pull the whole ceiling down. A Herculean moment of yep. I, that whole him fighting all those guys is, uh, I would say classic 80s, but I don't even know what no. 80s movie I could compare that to. To me, that whole scene was 70s Incredible Hulk TV show. I mean, starting with Vin jumping off the ladder while flexing his muscles. Right. Uh, and then, you know, they almost went 80s wrestling where all the guys were piling on him. I thought he was going to do the classic movie where he just goes, whoa, and throw, like, well, basically commando, right? When, right? when Arnold's being attacked by all the cops at the mall, and he just throws his arms up and they all go spraying. I thought for sure. So I actually thought that fight was relatively tame, Dom-wise, um, until he pulled the ceiling down. Now, he, he did get a little crazy when he like truly lifted a guy up and broke his back over a railing. I'm like, okay, so we're getting a little crazy. And then, yes, he ripped a whole concrete ceiling down on himself. Well, even the logistics of he was surrounded and then somehow <laughs> yeah. he, he stands up and then continues fighting. You know, it, yeah. it, that, like that whole scene was Dom doesn't have his breakout scene and then how do uh-huh. we make him strength? And then how do we go to this dream sequence that oh, God. somehow explains everything that he never knew in his life yet he's dreaming well my assumption was what they were going for there was that he had seen all these things in his life but never really pieced together what he had actually seen he had seen his dad on the phone having a conversation he had heard these other things and then he knew that john cena had messed with the car but it was painfully obvious what they were going to do there but yes you're right they had to get him to that dream sequence for him to realize that his brother was actually not at fault here which of course I mean, here's the thing. You can't have a whole series, like you said, be ridiculously about family and then expect John Cena to main to, to keep being the bad guy. It's not going to happen. Right. Right. The worst thing you can do to Toretto is take away his family. <laughs> God. I mean, what? Uh, like, why, why is that line in there? Not the worst thing you can do to a man is take away his family. Like, why wouldn't you say that? No. no only a Toretto. Yeah. Only Toretto's Specifically a Toretto. It's God. the worst thing you can do to a Toretto take away his family that's why john cena's trying to burn the world down god it's so bad and you knew where it was going the minute it all happened like you knew when when dom young dom was in jail and then he found out that apparently he found out that his dad's car was rigged with because these other guys tell him about this thing you can do to a car so he just assumes his brother did it right (laughs) um but yeah beyond that I don't know, man. It's just they 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 hit all these beats that you typically expect from a movie like this. They just breeze through them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that uh, with Dom, the one thing that I thought was funny was one his his ability to piece together stuff is amazing. Like that happens in was it four or five when whenever the one is that Letty dies, all he yeah. sees is the tire tracks on the road, and the whole scene is reconstructed around him. Like really, I mean. <laughs> Come on. And then the same thing happens here. He, he sees that the guy's talking in jail and realizes that that's how his brother allegedly killed dad. They never talk about it. Instead, Vin just says, or Dom, I should say, Dom just challenges him to a street race and says, you got to leave if you lose this race. Well, I mean, you missed the obvious one of he saw a necklace swinging 
that he <laughs> yeah. enhanced. Yes, and that's deduced, true. He deduced that it's his brother that did this. And yeah. so that's what got him that's what got him hooked in, <laughs> yeah. back into this. I, I did appreciate the fact that in most movies, when the good guy has isolated himself from not wanting to live that life anymore, it takes maybe to the end of the first act around the second act where the guy decides, okay, he's getting pulled back in. in. They breeze through this in less than five minutes. I mean, yeah, they're they're at, that's not Dom's struggle is not why you come to see this. (laughs) Yeah. They're, They're at, they're at their barn or whatever with Letty and his kid. The crew rolls up. He's not going to have any part of it. Letty says she wants to be a part of it because she misses that life. He takes the iPad, zooms in, see his family necklace. He's in. We're in South America. Five minutes. Tops. Done. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the obvious of, well, where'd you leave your kid? I left him with Brian so he can babysit. (laughs) He can babysit. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. And I have to say this, too. I said that after we saw the movie. It kills me it just makes me laugh every time that he named his kid brian after paul walker died in real life but brian's character is still alive in the series so he named his kid after his living brother-in-law yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that kills me so much because family that's why i know i know it's supposed to be sentimental but it's not sentimental in the movie when the guy is still right. alive in the movie he should have named the kid paul or some shit yes like kind of a yeah, a, a wink and the, a nod. Yeah, yeah. no, but they're they are not that smart. They are not that smart. And I love how uh, they brought back Mia because you would need to if John Cena's their brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but leave Paul out of it, you know. Yeah. And so it's a. There's only so many times Paul would stay at home because he's he's the actual cop, you yeah. know. He he's the only one here that had any sort of <laughs> police training, you know, or tactical training or anything. But we're gonna leave him at home to babysit the kids. Yeah, uh, you can maybe get away with it in this movie, but didn't they try to ongoing... spin it? Didn't they try to spin it a little bit? Like that's the only person Dom would have trusted his kid with. Didn't they say something to that, that yeah. effect? Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Only now, I'm giving you a more. More important task here. Watch yeah. my son. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible, man. Oh. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about John Cena? Because I, I feel like whenever I whenever we did our Rock Cena episode, I think I think you and I kind of agreed on this, but I think I was leading the charge a little bit. I basically was saying that this is the summer of Cena. He's got this and Suicide Squad coming out. And I felt like this one in particular could have been a launching pad because look what it did for The Rock. I mean, it's a huge, huge franchise. Um, he's going to be playing a bad guy, even though we all knew from the fact that he was Dom's brother, it's going to be a bad guy turned good, and maybe you have future roles in the franchise. Um, so I guess, having said that, where do you think Cena's at after this? I don't think they gave him anything cool. Yep, I agree with um, you. They had the intro scene where he's just driving next to Dom, and then he drives off a cliff where mm-hmm. he gets picked up by by the plane. But he didn't really do anything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the zip line, he was just zip lining away while being chased, and everybody else was doing cool stuff. Yep, he fought Dom and lost, I guess, because Dom can't lose or, or got away. Yeah, it's the typical like draw. Yeah. Um, 
and then at the end, the only really the only scene that he got to fight somebody was at the end where the guy they got hit by a car, and he yeah. didn't even do any of that. Right. So, I don't think if I'm a kid or an audience saying that they made Cena awesome, badass, right. give me more Cena, it's you're more banking on who we already know as Cena. Of I want to see more. When The Rock came in, they gave him big scenes and awesome scenes to build up his character. I don't think they gave him the same treatment. Yeah, I'm with you. I kind of left thinking that this didn't hurt or help Cena, really. I feel like he's still he's still in that Cena. same weird Hollywood limbo that he was before, which is like, okay, I, I don't think you're going to look at this and say that Fast 9 propelled his career. So now he's left with Suicide Squad. And if the same thing happens in Suicide Squad, I think you're looking at the end of the John Cena Hollywood experiment as we know it. Well, I mean, he's already, he got, he has fast 10. He's hooked. He's hooked now for a franchise. Is he? He's got to be right. Well, so here's the thing. I felt like maybe I'm right or wrong on this, but the, the ending part of this for Cena is that he's good, which let's set aside the fact that how they all figure out that he's good now is ridiculous. Um, there's no <laughs> words ever spoken about this. They exchange looks in cars Yep. Um, and then they both know. Well, because they're brothers. Uh, exactly. They they're Toretto's. They know. They yes. know. Toretto's know. Um, but he, they split ways in the end, right? But they're on good terms. They're all family. You know, Mia gives him a hug, Dom, whatever. And then you're at the family barbecue and a car rolls up. There's an open seat. Now, I was debating in my head. I'm like, are they leaving this for Paul Walker? Is it supposed to be Brian showing up? And then a car pulls up in the end and... It's a Brian-ish car, so I assume that is Brian. That was their way of including him. But I thought it was kind of weird that Cena wouldn't be at the table now that he's back as part of the family. It almost seemed like it's their way of just discarding Cena if they want to. Be like, okay, yeah, well, you had a one-movie arc, you're done. He's still an international terrorist, so True. he can't just be having barbecues. Well, you know? I mean, it's the Fast franchise, though, so yeah, I think he can. Um, I mean, Tyrese and fucking Ludacris are sitting at the table after being rescued from the International Space Station. So, like, yeah. I don't think that having a terrorist sit down at your they, table is a bridge too far. E- Did we see Kurt Russell? Uh, yeah, Did in he... flashbacks. Well, I know, but he was on the plane, sent in the message. Did John yes. Cena kill him? Uh, I don't know. Is Kurt Russell dead? Is that what you're asking? I don't know. Yeah. Is he I mean, dead? No. The answer is no in this franchise. <laughs> the Nobody's answer is dead. no, but but didn't John Cena like capture him? I thought that's what we were trying to go find, Mister Nobody. No, they and left. Then... They left him. He left them clues about something, and they knew that they were going to try to collect that piece or part. Maybe they were looking for him. I can't remember. But then somehow they got on the trail of the device that they need to go look after. Okay, you're going to need to clear something up, and I know that's not that's not what we do with this movie, but. <laughs> John Cena's on the plane with him because the necklace, yes. right? Necklace goes, or plane goes down, blows up. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nobody's nowhere near, so either he's dead or captured. Right. John Cena shows up later. Like, where did... Maybe they had to bail out of the plane, and then Dom and them were somehow able to get to South America before... They, they got to South America before yeah. he could circle yeah. back and pick up this thing? Okay. Uh-huh. I was just making sure that we're, we're clear on that. I guess. Yeah. But I think uh, that was definitely Paul Walker pulling up, and there are rumors that his brother is going to reprise the role of Brian. I'm surprised they just didn't do that. Well, I think there was a 
a respect thing okay. that they were trying to just not replace yeah. him immediately. Hmm. Um, okay. So I think uh, he's old enough now to where we haven't seen Brian for long enough that he may look like this now. I guess. I mean, I I don't know that Brian's all that integral, but yeah, you can't, like to your point earlier, you can't keep making excuses for him. He can't babysit every movie. Right. And they're not going to kill him because... Well, yeah, you already went through the effort to not kill him, so why kill him now? And why go through the effort to kill him? So this is becoming uh, Infinity War-ish to me, like you said in-game earlier, because I'm never going to believe a death in this franchise, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Like, there's no reason to. Well, and why would you? No, the, exactly. I mean, there's. I mean, maybe in the beginning, like, okay, Han died. Yeah, that you know that sucks. And, uh, you know, who else has died? I mean, like Gal. Gal is dead, right? Is she? I guarantee she's back. You think At they some can point, she'll be Gal. Back. Huh? You think they can afford Gal? Well, it depends on where her career goes. I mean, Wonder Woman '84 sucked, and if she's one of those people that can't turn out any other hit besides Wonder Woman, then it won't be long before she's back in fast. There's a there's a big difference bringing, you know, Lucas Black in. Oh yeah, and then for bringing sure. bringing Gal in. She, well, she's yeah, but look at Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron keeps coming back. I mean, I don't know. I cannot explain that anomaly. I don't understand why she insists on doing this. Although I think she could have done her part with maybe four hours on yeah. sc- on screen and, then, and how much do you think she got paid oh enough for four yeah. hours work yeah right so why not and, yeah. and she doesn't have to be any like her her character is actually the most grounded of anybody like she's right. actually just a normal villain she does villain things things that you would expect from a villain in a bad movie she so she if anybody ever questioned her she'd be like well, i wasn't the one that like sent a Pontiac Fiero into space. I just sat here and was the bad guy. And I don't think anybody's yeah. going to question her either, right? I mean, it's Charlie's there on. You're going to be like, cool, man. Yeah. Four hours of work, $2 million. <laughs> yeah. Done. Keep it up. Yeah. How much do you want? We'll just keep giving you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And she had one scene where she acted with any actor, and that was Cena. Yeah. Right? Yep. She never Cena interacted with anybody guy. else. And then uh, she's flying a drone and yeah. then sitting in a chair. Like, like truly, I think that was four hours worth of work. All all they had to do was get Cena there, yeah, uh, on on her schedule, yep. which which I'm sure was fine, right? You know, I mean, so clearly she's going to be back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you, you always have to off... have your big big bad, you know, right? Although, okay, so uh, I'm going to just skip all the way to the post credit scene. What are we supposed to make of that? Han confronting Shaw? Jason Statham, yeah. yeah. I mean, clearly there's going to be some, you would think, bad blood there because... You killed me? Yeah. You killed me, but you didn't. Like, you tried. And hold on, pause. The explanation for Han being back is arguably the most laughable thing in the whole movie. And that's considering that they, Tyrese and Ludacris, go into space to take down a satellite with a rocket strapped to a Fiero. And I'm sitting here saying that their explanation for Han is maybe more egregious than that. Right. Because they... They literally say magic, don't they? Like, he's like, Mr. Nobody worked his magic. And they have somebody cross in front of Han's car while it's flipped over on the ground, and he just disappears from it. And Han's over on the side of the street. Yeah, it's Mr. Nobody's CIA magic. Holy, I I almost need to go back and watch the end scene of Tokyo Drift just to see how that played out. I thought he shot him. But I haven't seen that for a while, so I thought there. I don't know how they're going to bring him back. And I was looking for scars, and I thought yeah. Jason Statham shot him, then blew up the car. I, I I felt like that's what happened, right? But 
but my memory is a little fuzzy on it that. It is insane, movie. this movie, man. It is insane. Okay, so then back to my original point. The end credit scene, ha, uh, Shaw is beating up, Jason Statham is beating up some guy in a punching bag, gets a chip from him. I don't know if that's a connection to Hobbs and Shaw. I totally I forgot that movie. I don't know. But then there's a knock at the door. Statham walks over, and it's Han. Cut. So I don't know where they're going to go with that. Like, are, I'm sure they're going to spin it because it, Shaw's a good guy now. He he's he's trying to make amends. Yes, right. So you have Shaw and the Rock, and then Han. Like I I, I genuinely don't know. I, I would love to see where they're going with this. Yeah, I mean, is Han mad? I don't him? know. For trying Nobody to kill knows. him because there's I mean, no cohesiveness to it. It could literally right. go anyway. It could it could be Hobbs and Shaw too. Could start with a fight between Han and Jason Statham. Okay, or they could like. Hit Corona, like you know, cheers Coronas and start drinking. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Or I could see this not even being in Hobbs and Shaw too. I can see them just ignoring it in Hobbs and Shaw too, and it circles back around in Fast Ten. Like I don't fucking know what this movie franchise. Well, with Han, he obviously, as a spy now, knows kung fu and would be able to fight Jason Statham. Yep, from his street racing days is yes. now. Because that's that's what you've become. If you're a street racer, mm-hmm. you then become an international super spy, but yes. also no kung fu. Yeah, because that that's just what comes comes with it. So yep. I don't think we've seen Han fight yet. But if he's going toe to toe with Jason Statham, he obviously would need to pick up some of these uh, international spy moves. Yeah. So we're well. Look we're at excited. Mia. Mia can fight. Right. She can Mia, hold she, yeah, yeah. She's a super spy now. God. Um, this movie. I don't know. If you had to place your bets, do you think Han is in Hobbs and Shaw 2? Or do you think that storyline... No. no. Do you think that's a Fast 10 storyline? That's a Fast 10 storyline. Okay. They're not good. They have no reason to humor Han in Hobbs and Shaw. You have The Rock. That's all yeah, the Jason. reason this franchise needs, Carson. The fact that you just no. said they have no reason, that's the reason. <laughs> no, it's... there's They have their own thing that they're chasing. They're chasing this big, ominous AI something. You know, with his sister, with Shaw's sister, and The Rock, and but wasn't part of the breakaway of that because there was a rift between, like, The Rock and Vin Diesel and everything. Yeah, yeah. but now that's been squashed. As so it, we don't we don't think at some point it'll they'll they'll converge. There's no need. There's no need. But sure, in their whatever their end game is going to be, they'll all be there. But Ryan Reynolds again. The, 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 oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they've already what we're at the hundred million of how much it costs to make this. Is it? Oh, I don't know. It had to be a ton. But then you add the Rock's paycheck in Jason Statham. I don't think that there's there's possible. Got to start cutting people's paychecks. Uh, just so you know, two hundred okay. million dollar budget. Two hundred million dollar budget. For Fast Nine, for Fast Nine, and so that's stupid. That's stupid. Uh, but <laughs> can you imagine being a Hollywood? Per- I mean, they're going to make their money. We, I, I mean, didn't you say they've they, already they, made they, that they, in China? Yeah, they've already made. They made their money in China before it was, it was even released here. Could you imagine being an investor? I mean, I don't know whether you think you just pulled the greatest heist in history, or whether you're like I, I invested fifty million dollars for this. But I guess you don't care, and the money came out the backside, so you're. I, I'd profit off Fast 9 if somebody let me. I mean, you and I, if we were told we could write something that stupid, 
I mean, we could. That's the thing. Anybody can write something that stupid. Yeah, there, there, this is not a thinking man's game. This is a... Okay, I have... Vin Diesel is driving a car in the jungle. His solution to getting away from cars is to drive into an already broken bridge and then swing to the other mountain. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. That's that's his solution. How do how does he connect this unbroken bridge to his car? Right. He just he just runs over it and, he, and just assumes that this connects somehow some bat grappling hook, you know, and swings to the other mountain. Mm-hmm. Like the swing enough is ridiculous, but there's no it doesn't make sense why he thinks that this would just connect to his car. He's a Toretto in a car. He it, knows it, what's going to happen. And so that that line of thinking of no line of thinking is where we're at of, yeah, just do this. How does it connect? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There, there, there's no, there's no how it just does. Yep. And and I don't, I still, I still don't know how it was connected. Did it wrap around a wheel or something? Uh, yeah. It, 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 I mean, you can't think like that because yeah, sure. It wraps around the wheel, but then you assume that like the axle of the car can actually withstand that force. I mean, I, it, I, it, I'm okay. I'm okay with the physics of it, of it actually you know, making the swing over to the other mountain. I just want to know how, how his plan was for it to connect. And it somehow did somehow. And that's why I want to know how did it, how did it grab something? He knew if he hit it at just the right angle, it would wrap around and latch onto his car. Yeah. Cause John Cena drove off and he got picked up by a plane, but this is cooler. I'm Mm going to swing across. Yeah. Somehow. And and they, they couldn't even be bothered to equip the car with a grappling hook or something that he fires. Right. You know? Yeah. That's all you need. Because that's, he's, that's he's, your typical action movie stuff. But no, this has just got to be Dom Street skills come into play. And then, then we'd be talking about, oh, you planned for this, or something, yeah. which is fine. Yes, he did. He's Dom. He plans yeah. for this stuff. But the, I'm just going to run into this post and, yeah. and hope that it works. So yeah. when you're writing, there's no writing. There, there is no writing no. of, of what, what stunts can we do? It, essentially, you know, what, what do we think look cool? Oh, he could ride, he could basically surf down a mountain on an upside down semi and we think that's that'll look cool yeah okay and he's running through the back of the semi as it's rotating yeah a little little inception for you yeah i mean the it looked just as good as that scene in inception it's unbelievable man it is unbelievable what they choose to do in this movie so we've already touched space we've already been to space so i'm assuming we're going to keep exploring space in, in future movies and that's how we're going to get our horror concept Uh, i i don't know i it's it's so hard for me i mean it would be an interesting thought experiment that between now and fast 10 we tried to sit down and be like what would you have these characters do but i think my problem is i i almost can't even think like these guys because no, you have to be I'm, so unconstrained from any bounds. And I almost always like put bounds on myself of what I expect or what I think an audience expects. And you have to be so far outside the box on this thing. I'm not sure my brain can get there. Well, it, and, no, and I'm the same way. I'm, I'm more grounded in reality to be able to. And I, and I love superhero movies. So mm-hmm. I'm even, you know, my, my brain can go that way, but not in this world. Right. You know, I'm, I'm struggling of... We've already used God's eye, you know, that we can use, pull up all facial recognition and spot somebody. And so then they, as just a throwaway, it wasn't even a big part of this, of tracking 
uh, oh, we can use his uh, his DNA to track him, his biosignature, and we can pinpoint him wherever he's at. I'm like, what? We just drop that we can go do 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 computer hacker, which I hate, <laughs> yeah. you know, and oh, yep, he's in London. Yeah. You know, here he is, like, based on his DNA from a gun that he was holding. <laughs> right. Get out of here. I like, know. I, like, and that's that the part, a, that's the thing that's, like, not even needed. You could have just gone old school tracking. But it's, like, yeah. everything they want to just go up to the next level. Like, she could have dug through the drawer and, oh, remember this God's eye that we had? I made <laughs> right. a copy, you know, and I'm just going to use that again, you know? Because there was nothing that they didn't immediately find them. And so it's not like that was ever a challenge where it's ruining the plot of right. this movie. Of it, Like I said, there's no, there's no thought. It's, okay, we have all these characters, so all these characters have to be doing something is mm-hmm. the only thing that you're you're struggling with. Where are they? Yeah. Well, I don't have any place for Ludacris to be. Let's throw them in space. <laughs> so so deal. Uh, that, that was just so hard to believe that that actually happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They went there. So we're already, we're already there. And, and like you said, it's not even the most ridiculous thing that happened in the movie. So mm-hmm. kudos. Yeah. Right. For, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, and it makes a billion dollars. So who are we to say this is a two star movie when, right. Somebody That's the thing, is though. just cashing I would, checks. I would venture to guess that. I mean, let, let's let's just roll out here to Letterbox real quick and see. Now, I know you're gonna have people give us five stars. No, I mean it's a on Letterbox. It's at a two point nine. Two point so, nine. I mean, and keep in mind, God, this was a hundred and forty five minutes. That's a it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, it long. It God, long. that's totally unnecessary for a movie like this. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think the thing is that even the people, I don't know, I feel like most people that like this movie, this franchise, admit that it's not good, that they just somehow enjoy it for for its absurdity. Uh, I, I'm i I'm good for a laugh at it, but that's all it's really good for in my mind, is just to kind of laugh at. Well, before, at least it was people liked fast cars and car chases, yeah. and we we're, we're, well, we're well beyond that. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll throw a car in there, you know. Here and then we're adding magnets that don't work like magnets, um, right. and which I think they stole from Six Underground, by the way. Threw it in here, but yeah, uh, it's like, oh yeah, we could do s- cool stuff with magnets, which I don't <laughs> think they did did at all. It it doesn't it doesn't th- magnets don't throw things behind you at the cars behind you, you know. That, right. That's just that's not how how magnets work, but. It's it's less about the cool. I I thought they would just keep souping up their cars, giving their cars more uh, gadgets, yeah. you know, more James Bond stuff. But they haven't really done that at all. A no. grappling hook. They well, and I would even argue that the cars are such an afterthought that they're just awkward now. Like they they then have to shoehorn the cars into these big set pieces that they have to the point where it's like the car is not. I mean, like we mentioned before in the jungle, that that makes life harder. Why would you try and drive a souped-up sports car through the jungle? That's, but you're only doing that because these guys have to have cars. Well, the the insane, the bad guys, they're trying to just upload this thing to a satellite, but they're going to make it on a mobile semi. 
Yeah. Like they could just be in one spot and upload it, but instead they're going to drive it through the, through a populated <laughs> exactly. city. Like, right. why, why are you doing this? Yeah. So we can, cause the one guy who's chasing us is good with cars. So right. yeah. we're going to make this mobile. Yep. Uh, I, I don't, I can't, I like to, I'd like, I'd love to write the next movie, but I would fail in, in what they're trying to do here. That I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think I could do it. It'd be a fun thought experiment just to see if I could get out of my own head, get out of my own shell. But I don't even know if I have the capacity to take this where it needs to go. Because then you're, you're, I mean, you're working with the constraints of you have to have the, the cars and then also, you know, Dom can't lose a fight type garbage. Mm-hmm. And so how do we get him into a almost death dream sequence? Well, it's self-inflicted. He pulls the ceiling down on himself. Yep. You know, he still wins the fight, you know, but has of this near death experience. Like I don't <laughs> like to, to be working with, with those. Um, I got to give them a little bit, a little bit of credit. You know, you got a lot of egos to work with now. Yep. You do. How do you pull them all together? <laughs> oh, what a mess of a franchise, man. But, we went. Yep. We watched. And we're talking about it. I'm so. sure we'll be there for Fast Ten too. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, let's see. I think the next two weeks, what tomorrow? War comes out on Friday. Yeah, Chris Pratt, with Chris Future Pratt, Fighting, which I can't wrap my mind around the time concept that makes sense of you're pulling people from the past to fight in a future war. That's what it sounds like. Why would you not fight? the war in the past before it got to that point maybe they'll have an explanation for it we'll have to see. i hope so that, Chris that's been talking a big game about this movie he thinks it's going to be a big one hey i like i like pratt yep so he, he's got that going for him yep and then uh black widow after that so those will be our our next two episodes i think two hopefully really good movies uh mm, I, i'm not no. holding out much hope for uh Pratt. Tomorrow War. I, I think I think Black Widow will be good, but Tomorrow War, I don't. I straight to Amazon. Chris Pratt. I mean, I like Chris mm-hmm. Pratt, but he hasn't really done much outside of Parks and Rec and uh, Star Lord, Jurassic World. He he did do that. He right, but I mean, if you're telling me that that Tomorrow War is going to be uh, on par with uh, Jurassic World, then um, I know where to set my expectations. Well, I had forgotten this was an Amazon original, so I am now bringing it down to to that level. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's in theaters. I think it's truly just Amazon, right? I don't think they have a theater distribution arm. Um, well, there's been some movies made by Amazon, like I think it was uh, uh, Manchester by the Sea. That's the one that always comes to mind. I think that was like funded by Amazon, was an Amazon original, but I think it had a theater release. But I don't, I don't think this one does, but I could be wrong. I mean, throw it out there. I mean, what they got to lose? Uh, yeah, I, I don't see why you wouldn't at this point, especially when there's nothing else going up against it on a Fourth of July weekend. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, yeah. Carson. Where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G R A F F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G A R R E T T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at Two Views Movies at Gmail don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically everywhere you listen. We are there. If you already subscribe, leave a review and let everybody know that you're a fan of the show. As we just mentioned, we'll be back next week with Tomorrow War and the week after that with Black Widow. We will catch you next time.
What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!